Hey everybody, this is Charlie Shore here with Studio 412 Ministries. I want to thank you guys for taking the time and opportunity to listen to my very first podcast. Um, I'm going to be doing some more uh, off and on throughout the next uh, upcoming weeks, months, um, until God tells me otherwise. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Today I want to talk about obedience. Um, obedience has been something that I've been working with for the last, uh, let's say, couple months. I mean, really, if, if we're really honest about it. Um, for the better part of the last year, I've been living in a constant, constant state of rebellion, uh, knowing that I have been told by the father to leave the car business. Um, but I've been in rebellion. I've been praying, reading my Bible, talking to God, you know, serving in church, doing everything that the model Christian would do. Uh, However, I wasn't doing the most important thing. I wasn't listening to what his voice was saying to me. Um, Let's be honest. I had a very successful, thriving career as a car salesman. Um, But about a year ago or so, something like that, a little bit more, uh, God was telling me that my time in sales, um, in car sales specifically, was done. Um, it was over. I knew it. Uh, but I wasn't listening to him. I was in that state of rebellion that, you know, to where I know what I'm going to do, or I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm just not going to listen to you and do it. Um, I was trying to do things my way instead of his way. Um so gradually over time, I went from being very successful, guys. I mean, I'm talking 18 to 25 cars a month. Uh, I'm talking, you know, three-time award-winning salesman for American Honda. Got to go on trips with Honda. Got to rub elbows with some of the big wigs in, in American Honda. Um, even sat at the table with them and, and ate dinner with my, my wife and, and I and, you know, my Honda rep for the, the region and area that I'm in and the guy that's over American Honda, um, Waldo Jimenez, you know, sitting at the table with them, eating food at these nice, expensive restaurants. Um, but I wasn't listening to the father. And I went from selling 18 to 25 cars down to 12 cars a month. And as time went on, I started selling less and less and less. Um, During that time, I was offered a job at a very good, very well-known catering company in this area. Um, But I turned it down. Do I know that that was 100% God? I don't know. I'm just going to be honest with you. I I don't 100% know. But I got a good feeling that it was. It was God trying to get me away out of the business that he told me that my time at was done. Um, so, you know, even at that, the I turned it down because the opportunity for promotion came up in the car business. Now, guys, again, I'm going to be very transparent. I was scared to death. I was scared to leave the car business because I knew what I was doing. I was comfortable there. I knew exactly what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, where to do it, to 
sell the cars, to get the cars out to where I could at least have some fairly decent money on some of these good months rolling in. I mean, I think the most I've sold uh, as, as money-wise was probably seven, eight grand in, in a month, and, and that was my bring home. You know, I, again, I was very successful <laughs> in the car business, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't have done it all by myself because the, the, the time that I was in the car business, that was all God. It was God that brought the customers into me. It was God that gave me the the ability, the the talent to be able to do so and to do it with character and integrity, just doing it and following his principles, following what he's laid out and doing it the way he told me to do it. The the, the promotion came up for finance, um, and, and I thought it was God, but... Man, oh man, I was mistaken. I was mistaken. And that is where that downward spiral that you hear people talking about began. I went from selling, you know, 18 to 25 a month down to 12. And then down to 7. And then down to 5. And so on and so forth until the last month I was in the car business, I only sold like three or four cars. That is the worst, one of the worst months I had ever, ever had. And it, and, and like I said, it, it got worse and worse and worse. My family and I were hurting. My marriage started taking hit after hit. My family was suffering. I wasn't home a lot because of having to work the car business and, and the, the stressful, strenuous, long hours that, that you have to put in there in order to succeed and in order to make that, that kind of money that we needed to make, that we needed to have. I had taken sight off of God as being my provider, and I looked to my job to be my provider, and I was wrong. I was so wrong in that. Um, financially, we were strapped. I was just going through the motions on a lot of things. Um, financially, we were stranded on the corner of barely getting by street and broke as a joke boulevard. I'm not even playing. Broke as a joke boulevard. It wasn't even funny. It wasn't even a funny joke that we were broke as. Um, it was more like one of those corny, like, <laughs> you know, fake laugh jokes. I began pouring myself into work. Working two jobs, 96 hours a week, just to get by. Just to get by. And my family suffered for that as well. Um, they suffered with, you know, my wife suffered with ha not having her husband at home to be able to step into the role that I'm supposed to, you know, play at the home is in being the, the spiritual leader and the husband that she needed me to be. My kids were hurting. My kids were hurting because they didn't have their dad. Um, I, I don't know if it was the fact that I wasn't around, but my daughter got into a really, really bad situation. And I kind of blame myself for it. I mean, at the end of the day, I really do. 
Because had I been around, had I been here, I would have seen full out what was going on and I would have been able to have, have tried to squash it when it started. Um, I'm going to fast forward a few months. Uh, end of June 2019, I was the absolute lowest that I have been in quite some time. The absolute lowest. I, I was lower than I was when I did drugs and when I drank alcohol. I mean, I was, I was bad. I was bad. I felt defeated. Now, hold up. Wait a minute. Let me, let me put some Bible in it. I know what the Bible says, and I know what God says about me. That I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. You know, I am the head and not the tail. I am over and not under. I know that. I know that. But at that time, it, did, it, it, it had rooted, but at that time, those roots started to come up. The enemy, Satan, had me right where he wanted me. Had me right where he wanted me. I had become complacent to what I was doing for the kingdom, for what I was doing for the Father. <laughs> I had become complacent. He had stolen my joy. At that point in time, I couldn't tell you in the last time I actually, truly, I mean, for real laughed. I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with where I was in life. He almost destroyed my family. Almost took my family away from me. And he was emotionally killing me. But glory to God, I had a praying family that was interceding for me, that was standing in the gap for me. And at the end of June 2019, I made the decision to leave the car business once and for all. I was done. I was done trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. I was done being broke. I was done not not obeying what the Father was telling me to do. And again, I knew it. That's the worst part of it all. I knew it. I made the decision to leave the car business. I applied at several places only to be turned down because and not and not accepted because I didn't have the experience or someone better than me came along. Because I didn't conform to what they wanted, which I talked about that, you know, um, on a video that, that I had posted, you know, on Facebook about not conforming. I wasn't conforming to what the world's standards were as far as, excuse me, as far as jobs. Um, on July 8, 2019, I applied to Hillcrest South, Hillcrest Hospital South, for a phlebotomist. And wouldn't you know it, that devil's a sneaky little sucker, isn't he? My resume never made it to HR. I put it in online. Never made it to HR. Don't know where it went. And my supervisor to this day still hasn't seen my, my actual original resume that I put in. 
you know, the devil will do anything that he can do to keep you where he wants you. But God. But God. My wife, my amazing, beautiful wife, has a friend that works at Hillcrest Hospital South. And she got me emailing with the phlebotomy supervisor, which is what I applied for, mind you. And during those emails, I, I ended up getting her my resume, got it directly to her. And wouldn't you know it, within a week, I had my first meeting with her, the lab director, and the, the lead microbiology director. Isn't God good? God is so good. He is. I mean, just... The devil tried to fight me. He wanted to keep me down. Would not let my resume go into HR. But God... God got me in touch... With my wife's friend. And my wife's friend got me in touch with the supervisor. The supervisor... Set up an interview. Set up a meeting. It was amazing... So within a week, I had I had the meeting with her and the lab director and, and the microbiology um, lead. Long story short, after a week, I was offered a job, and I accepted it. I mean, come on now, that was my that was my ticket, my my doorway out of the car business. That was that last page of that chapter turning over. I accepted it. On Friday, August 2nd, 2019, I officially worked my last shift as a car salesman. And that was hard. Because that's what I'd known for six long years. It's what I'd known. So as I walked across the parking lot that last day, as I finished my shift, I turned in my my resignation to my supervisor and I walked across the parking lot over to the church where everybody parked. And on my way over there, I mean, my daughter kept telling me that I'll come over and pick you up. I'll come over and pick you up. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm glad I told her no, that it was okay because something happened that I needed to hear. And that was the voice of God. Telling me, the voice of the Father saying loud and clear, thank you for finally listening to me. And it felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off my shoulders. The weight of the world had been lifted off my shoulders. The burdens that I was not made to carry, but I was carrying anyways, they lifted up. And I felt joy that I hadn't felt in a long time. And I felt happiness that I, that I hadn't felt in a long time. And I tell you that to tell you this. It is in your obedience. It's in your obedience to the Father that will truly allow Him to fully work and move in your life. I am a firm believer in that I'm a firm believer in that and I'm going to tell you why since my decision to leave the car business was made 
blessing upon blessing upon blessing has come our way. We got a newer, more reliable vehicle. That's another story for another time because our truck was about go about to go kaput. I was blessed with a new job. And with that new job, I I've got so much favor from the Father. It is amazing. Amazing. I was the only one hired with absolutely zero experience as a phlebotomist. Zero. Come on, man. Tell me that ain't God. If you tell me that ain't God, I'll look at you and say you're a liar because it 100% is. They're calling me, asking me, hey, Charlie, will you pick up this shift? Hey, Charlie, can you work this? Hey, Charlie, will you come in at 4 a.m. and work those extra hours? And I told my supervisor, I said, it's all right. The favor of God's on me. I ain't scared to make that money. I ain't scared to make it rain. And my family... Oh, man, my wonderful family. We are the closest we've been in a long time. Now, we're humans. We have our spats. We have our problems. We have our fights. We have our arguments. But it's okay. Because what God put together, no man can tear apart. What God put together, no devil can tear apart. You heard that right, devil. You can't tear it apart. Because my family's covered by the blood, buddy. My family is covered by the blood of the Lamb. God is moving and working. And you can see it in all of us. In the whole family, we are at one time finally, finally, finally on the same page about a lot of stuff. And when we're working as a team and we're firing on all cylinders... The devil don't stand a chance. You see, devil, I already read the end of the book. I know the end. I know the result. You are defeated. And we are victorious. We are taking the steps to, to do what God has called us to do. The Bible talks of disobedience and rebellion in several places. And we're going to kick it old school. We're going to start back back at the beginning. We're going to go back, back, back into time to Genesis chapter 3. And that, like, uh, that, that very first act of rebellion and disobedience in Genesis chapter 3 resulted in the fall of man when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which they were told not to. They were told not to. And they let that, that slimy, sneaky snake, the devil, in there and let him talk them into it. They were kicked out of Eden because of it. They were kicked out of the Garden of Eden because of it. Joshua 5, 6 talks about how the children of Israel wandered around the desert for 40 years because of their disobedience and rebellion. And God told them they would be destroyed and they would not see the promised land. That's just two. Two of many. Adam and Eve were kicked out of the Garden of Eden. They were perfect. They were perfect. 
They walked with God. They talked with God. They sat down and had lunch with God. I'm sure if there was lattes back then, they had sat down and had a latte with the Father. Wouldn't that be amazing? Hooey! Imagine the conversations you could have there. But guys, you can have those same conversations sitting in your closet. Sitting in your closet, reading your word, praying to the Father, and letting Him just talk to you. And you shut up and listen to Him. You listen to what He has to say. Now, my question to you. My question to you. Everybody that's listening. And I want to hear your answers. I want you to email me. I want you to I want to hear your answers. You can email me at studio412ministries at gmail.com. I want to know what your answer is. My question to you is how many Christians, how many of you are missing the promised land? How many of you are missing what God has called you to do because of your disobedience and rebellion? I want to hear your input on this. Again, you can email me, studio412ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, facebook.com backslash studio412ministries incorporated. I want to hear from you. I want to talk to you. How many of you are missing your promised land? Are missing what God has called you to do? Because of your disobedience. Because you said, you know what, God, I, I don't have to do what you said. I got this. I got this. Guys, I had the same thing. I had the same outlook on it. God, no, I got this. I got all of this right here. I got it under control. But guys, I didn't. I didn't. The devil had me where he wanted me. Guys, the devil fights you. Because you're a threat to his kingdom. Because you're advancing God's kingdom. It is in your obedience. To the father. To what he tells you to do. That truly allows him to work and move in your life. But it's not only the obedience. The Bible says you got to be willing and obedient. Now, if I wasn't willing to leave the car business, but I was still obedient, I wouldn't be any better off than I was then, than I was when I was working in the car business. I was willing and obedient. How many Christians are missing the promised land and what God has called them to do because of their rebellion and disobedience? Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for the blessings you've given us. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be able to share your word, to be able to, to speak what you would have me to speak, Father. Father, I thank you that everyone that listens to this, Father God, they, they're blessed by it, Father God, because it's not me speaking it, but it's you speaking through me. So, Father, I just thank you. I love you. I honor you. I cherish you. Father, you are good and your mercy endures forever. You are so good, Father God. Father, I thank you for each and every person that does listen to this, Father God. 
that they didn't hear me talking, but they heard you speaking through me, Father God. And I thank you that your word is true and it does not return void. And I thank you that the promises that you have said and that you have spoken are the, the answer to those promises are yes and amen. So, Father, I just lift them up to you, Father God. I praise you. I thank you, Father, just for allowing my wife and I to reach out to the world, not only the world, but to youth and young adults, Father God. I thank you for giving us the heart. I thank you for giving us the heart to serve you. And we get to serve you by serving the people. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thank you for taking the opportunity to listen to my very first podcast. Um, please email me, message me on Facebook, go to our Facebook page, like it, share it. Um, I would love to hear your feedback. So, again, I'm Charlie Shore with Studio 412 Ministries. I hope you guys have a blessed evening. Um, God bless y'all. Take care. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.